When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Spooky Creepmas Fright School. Welcome to another Ghoul Tide edition of the show. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. Ah. Oh. So good to see you. Spooky creep must to you as well. Thank you, and 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 to you as well, and also with you, and also with you. Whatever seasons grieving. So I can't even say it right. The the devil inside of me, the demon inside of me, won't even let your dark passenger, as it were. Yes. Oh, that's right. You know about my Dexter rewatch. What's that on your head? A wig. I love when they just pop a wig on to make Dexter young. Yeah. That's how you know. Oh, he's a teenager now with a messy wig. Um, <laughs> you I know what's so funny, it. though, is that it's around this time of year that I did my first uh, ever watch of... I binged all of Dexter. Yeah. And I I was like, damn, I guess I have to get the DVDs. This was like literal months before they were all, all on. on. Yeah. Yeah. Did you Netflix them on DVD? No, I I bought the DVDs. Like, you have all the the complete Dexter series on DVD? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's cool. I had no idea. Yeah. On the DVD. On the DVD. I don't know where the DVD is. I had to turn down my... Hold on. He's, he's turning down the things. Sorry, I had to adjust my... Uh, headset uh joe was coming in real hot in my ear balls and while i generally enjoy the voice of joe i don't want it stabbing me in the eardrum <laughs> <laughs> look at us producing yes anyways <sighs> hi we're in the full holiday mode aren't we we are did you put up a tree at your house? Yes, we put yeah. up a tree. What's your family's tradition around that? Uh, like decorating and all that stuff. Yeah, um, we don't really do we don't do anything outside. So all the Christmas decor is inside. Um, yeah, my mom puts up a wreath. Uh, we do our nativity. Um, she has her. You know, she puts up her tree. It's an artificial tree. Uh, which is really nice. Joshua is not paying attention to me because he's found <laughs> a back. He's found a back scratcher that he's using <laughs> on his beard. Um, um, but wh- do you? Is it like the day after Thanksgiving that you usually put stuff up, or like December first? Oh, okay, yeah, very nice. And is 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 it a family thing? Do all of you participate putting it up? Uh, for the sort of well, whoever's the there, yeah. whoever happens to be yeah. in town, or um, but the tree gets left up for the full Christmas season. Uh, the full religious Christmas season, which is like till January 6th, like Three Kings Day. Oh, very nice. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. Any, nice. um, do you have, so the other day somebody posted online, 
a picture of, or it was a video, I think, because everything's video now. It's pictures aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. All the content has to be videos. And they posted a um, a reel of the the sugar bear, you know, from the, is it sugar puffs? What's that cereal? It's like that puffed rice cereal. He's kind of, he's a cute little bear. I think he wears a red shirt. Oh, okay. I, I you have know. no idea what I'm talking about. No idea. Um, I think I think he's called Sugar Bear. And he was like I remember growing up, and he was always on like the commercials for some kind of puffed rice cereal. I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of him, Sugar Bear. Yeah, him. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So what was that? Post Sugar Crisp cereal. Sugar Crisp. Anyways. Uh oh, I totally forgot my my vitamins, my hair vitamins are sugar bear vitamins, but different bear. Anyways, <laughs> the point is is that at one point in like I think either the late 80s or the early 90s, the sugar bear cereal boxes came with like a little ornament of sugar bear. Ooh. It was like a cloth ornament, and when you squeeze it, it plays some Christmas song. Nice. And I remember us having one that we put on the tree that year and maybe it popped up, you know, for a few years till it either died or was lost. But this person's had it for like 30 years and it still works. Like it still sings and stuff, Aww. which I thought was kind of cool. And it may, it got me wondering if, um, you know, in this very moment, actually, <laughs> if you have anything like that on your tree, like, do you have any ornaments that you've had since you were a baby or? Oh no. My, uh, my mom's ornaments are all back on Guam. Like uh, the, okay. the, the ornaments, the um, ornaments and her, like her n- nativity set that like every single piece came in its own box. Right. Like is back home as well too. Okay. So, but in the 40 years that you've been living here on the mainland, you've not, <laughs> The 40 years. Don't confuse me with you. Um, That'd be 400. Because uh, yeah. um, we are, I am old. Uh, no. Uh, but when you were like a teenager or child here, there aren't, there aren't ornaments that you've had that long. So what it, what happens? Do you just throw them all away every year and buy well, new? Well, no. We just, well, for a long time, my mom like didn't, she would decorate. Uh, we didn't have like a full, we had like maybe a full Christmas tree the first Christmas. Um, maybe the first couple Christmases, uh, but she would just put up lights. Oh, okay. She didn't want to put up her or cause her, her ornaments are back home. Right, right, right. I and, see. And so then uh, a few years ago, maybe like uh, a good number of years ago, she got, uh, um, a Martha Stewart, uh, Martha Stewart living artificial tree that comes with lights in it. And it's also like, you know, looks like a, like a pine tree. Like it's, frosted with like fake snow and yeah. acorns and stuff like that so or pine cones yeah the next time you visit you should like sneak a few ornaments back and surprise her or something next yeah christmas that'd be really cute if you found some like do you have any memories of like cool ornament or whatever just growing up oh yeah um i remember the first time i ever saw the nutcracker on uh, which was on guam and it was a um it was like uh at like the the university like ballet students put it on or something like that. Um, I bought a sugar plum fairy uh, ornament, um, and so there was that. And um, she also had all of her ornaments were like glass, or um, most of them were like glass or like acrylic, but glass and gold. 
and sometimes some of them had like a little port underneath that you could put like a light inside. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she had all these different kinds of ornaments. But like, I've always loved like you know people here in the mainland. You go and you see like you know the ornaments of like this is the one from this year and the one from that. <laughs> yeah, year. I, that's what I'm kind of asking about. If you have anything like no, that. no, we nothing like that came over with us. I see. I um, see. And even over the years that we've been here, it's not you really, just haven't collected. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm saving that for when I get married. Oh, there we so go. Me and my, then you can start your own tradition. Exactly, me and my husband, whoever he is, yeah. they are. Um, right. I like that. They uh, Keeping it open. Keeping it open, you know. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of the same. It's uh, Because I left home so early and then everything kind of got lost in lots of moves and who knows what else and my sister's, you know, nonsense. Uh, I don't have anything from like mm. my childhood really. Uh, I mean, I have a couple of those cute little dragon figurines that are over there. There's a couple of those. Oh yeah, those are cute. Yeah, yeah, the pocket dragons. A couple of them have like presents or like, you know, kissing under the mistletoe or something, which is cute. Actually, you know, I should pull those out. I don't think I've ever put them out front for display. I should do that. I should put those in the walkway when you come in, mm-hmm. uh, in the vestibule foyer whatever that is called yes. you know when you come into my the little hall yeah the, the entryway um i should put those out because they're they're pretty cute but people are gonna that, think you have a huge house like the vestibule the I, foyer yeah, like I, i've always called it that i don't know why because it's weird it's like you don't walk right into the house you walk into yeah. a hallway mm-hmm. i don't know it's kind of weird so um yeah it's just an entryway but vestibule sounds fun um <laughs> If I put doors on the kitchen and the, you know, before you did, then it would be a vestibule. It would be like a nice, uh, uh, a receiving area. Yes. For a queen such as myself. Um, (laughs) Anyways, but I don't have anything like that. Her name is Vestibule. Vestibule. Um, And I kind of wish I did. Uh, you know, just for the the memory of it, I, I don't, I should really dig through some pictures and see if I even have like photos of like holidays growing up. Cause as I've said before, and they mm-hmm. were usually pretty fucking miserable, uh, in a lot of ways, but, um, you know, I might have some, some pictures cause I was just trying to even remember what kind of ornaments we had. I remember growing up, our trees were insane. Like it was all kinds of different colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually would get a real tree, which was a nightmare with cats, mm-hmm. uh, especially depending on like who my mom's boyfriend was at the time. <laughs> Cause she usually had, was with somebody during the holiday season, sure. you know? And so, uh, usually he would like help bring in a tree, whoever he was at the time. Sometimes my brothers and sisters, father, uh, would also help if, if they were on good terms. So yeah, we usually had a, a, a real tree. Uh, so we found pine needles, you know, for, months afterwards in tucked in the you yeah. know carpet and shit. Uh, the cats love that. They would climb up it. I remember uh, when I had my first cat, Sassy, she would crawl up the tr- trunk, you know, like into the fucking tree. And then Rakshasa never lived in, I think his first, I think his first Christmas was the year I moved out. Because he was born, yeah. He was born in April of 2003, and I moved out of the house in August of 2003. So he never had a Christmas tree Hmm. until... I think one time in an apartment, I put up a a white tree with all red lights and red ornaments. One time. And then when I moved from that place, I just abandoned. I just left it. Because I wasn't going to move all that shit. (laughs) So somebody found that tree and is doing whatever with it, or it was thrown out. Um... 
But yeah, so I don't really have any kind of thing. So I have been, for us, I have been slowly collecting things. Um, I love Middle of the Beyond, or Middle of Beyond, that's what they're called, MOB uh, website. Plug a Palooza, gifts, last minute gifts mm -hmm. uh, for your creepy friends. Check out Middle of Beyond. They have my, our Christmas tree topper, that's Baphomet. Mm -hmm. uh, that's from Middle of Beyond. My Twilight Zone. So I've got like the... Twilight Zone um, from To Serve Man. So it's like the alien creature in that. The woman with like the nurse with like the, the pig messed face. up face. Yeah. Uh, the gremlin from 20,000 Terror at 20,000 Fear, whatever it's called with uh, William Shatner. So I, each year I try to collect uh, one of those. So we have something new to add to the tree. Uh, this year, instead of using that, it was actually Elvira put out a really cute ornament of a skull with wings. It's based on her tattoo. Uh, and so I bought that and added that to the tree this year. So it's oh, kind of nice. fun each yeah. year adding something. It's nice to come new. over and see it grow every year. Yeah. And we're, we're getting to that point where we have like a lot more, the first year we only had like the twilight zone ones. Cause we've, we've only been putting a tree up in the 14 years we've been together. Well, I'm working on 15 now. Um, it's only been like the last five years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's fairly recent. So we've been trying to slowly grow the collection of of like ornaments that we will have, you know, for the next however long we live. <laughs> yes. The, however long the next we, century. Yeah. Or until we're too fucking tired to pull drag the fucking tree out or, you know, we're gonna have to hire some yeah. young boy from the neighborhood to come help the old gay guys out. To, <laughs> yes. Can you help me get my tree yeah. out of the garage? You there, boy. What day is it? <laughs> Why is Christmas Day? <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, but it's kind of fun, like having that sort of, um, it, it, just seeing that video and seeing like the sugar bear kind of brought back some memories of that and made me wonder about people who have done that. You know, where the mom like pulls out the ornaments, like remember when you made this in first grade and now you're forty with children of your own. Yeah. And we hang our little popsicle stick yarn well, star on the tree. You should have been there the year that the tree fell. Um, <laughs> fully decorated with At her glass house. ornament oh, no. in on Guam. The tree tipped over and fell. And the cry she let out, she was she was so heartbroken. She's like, my tree, oh. my tree. How did it fall? You pushed it. <laughs> yes, I, I, got, I got jealous. <laughs> did you, you didn't have a cat. No, it just it 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 fell like wow. Just you were all sitting around, it just collapsed, and it just like we watched it fall. It was like it could not be avoided. It was like slow motion. Oh, that's awful. it was like it started to fall. It was like mm, what you say, what that's only for the SNL people, maybe. Oh, yeah, but, I have no idea what's happening. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, and like she, my favorite ornaments uh, that she had were there's two of them were just these like really beautiful icicles that were um, like had gold glitter on them, um, and she had glitter. these uh, these little ornaments that were like little bubbles, like they were glass and they looked like uh, bubbles, like soap yeah. soap, soap bubbles. Um, so a lot of those did not survive. That that really sucks. Yeah, um, and that was, I think, our last Christmas <laughs> there on oh, Guam. Okay. She said, fuck this shit, we're getting off of this island. And we <laughs> left that tree up in the living room until maybe March. Wow. Like, also, because at that point... Just my, laying on the floor, shattered. Well, at that, that point, my dad was not... Um, 
my dad was well started working his job here that he oh, had gotten. I see, I see, I see. So there was really no one to like. We were all really busy, and yeah. you know, so <laughs> just walking by this slowly decaying tree. Like, is somebody gonna do something about this? Like, it was <laughs> it it was like there up and there, and she also like didn't want to get rid of it too much. Yeah. And then eventually, we had like my uncle came over and took a machete to it and you know yeah. it we i can only imagine what uh the sanitation workers thought when there was like a tree in the middle of march yeah <laughs> out there yeah you know that's such a it was a weird thing when i think the first year after my mom died because uh, she died in october mm-hmm. and so i had to go through the holidays like immediately after her death and I remember really dragging my feet about taking the tree and stuff down. And I don't even know why, because I didn't really have all the, you know, again, like I didn't have like a, a lot of good memories, but I think it was just holding on to that like familial feeling. Yeah. You know, so I kind of sympathize with that of like, just, you know, leave it up, you know, because you're leaving, you're moving, you're doing yeah. all this stuff. It just, it's kind of like, you know, there's like a weird sentimentality to it to, yeah. you know, hang on to. And when we moved to the apartment that we were in, we were on the second floor. And so like, my whole life up until that point, my mom like had, we had a, a tree. We had a real tree yeah. mainly because also my sister was a Girl Scout and the Girl Scouts of, uh, the Girl Scouts of Guam. Cut they, down their own trees and sold them. Yes, they did. Um, <laughs> they, they, that was a fundraiser that they did every year besides the cookies. Was oh, was to, trees. Was to like do like a tree lot. Oh, cool. So we always got our tree from the Girl Scouts. Yeah. That um, makes sense. And and on Guam, when you get a you get a Christmas tree, like you go to a tree lot, and it's like a giant air conditioned container <laughs> that they just put and they put the trees out and stuff because you know it's an island, like right. There's right. no so pine they trees. Try to make it seem like it's exactly. Oh, that's cool. So huh, the, how fun they ship the trees over. Um, so yeah, so we've always had a real tree. I've always known what the smell of pine was, but then when we moved here and we moved that apartment, my mom got a small like like a tabletop tree that we use. And then we just put a bunch of gifts underneath it. And then I think the next Christmas was the first real Christmas that we decided to like make an effort and get like a big tree. And then at a certain point, my parents were like, no, we want artificial now. And I'm like, great. It's It's just, yeah, it's easier. I like being, although as you see, our poor tree is like shorting out after these years, a bunch of the lights have blown out. Uh, So we have to like figure out what we're going to do next year. Uh, But it is nice just to be able to pull it out. You should get a blood red tree. Yeah. I've thought about that. I've also thought about a black tree with all like red ornaments. I think it would be really pretty. I really want to put one like in our dining room in front of the, um, the, um, windows yeah i think it'd be really neat to like put a really cool tree in the window there but you know it's it's one of those things have you thought about just like one year just leaving up all your decorations from halloween but just like putting like santa hats oh we think about that all the time yeah Yeah, every year i'm just like i don't want to take all this down can we just like throw a bunch of santa hats on stuff on our spiders and just leave it yeah You can turn the, the the funeral carriage into Santa sleigh. Yeah, that's I told Jeffrey that. I was like, yeah, we'll just pop a hat, Santa hat on him because the hat comes off, you know? So we just pop a new one on and be done. Fourth of July, but the, the yeah. Uncle Sam hat? Yeah, I'm for it. If I never have to like unpack, because then we'd have a lot more room in the garage. <laughs> just leave it all out all year long. Ugh, man, our, our like neighborhood pretend HOA because we do not have an HOA I refuse but Mm -hmm. uh, there's a group that pretends that we're an HOA and kind of goes around and you know will like leave remarks just to let you know they're disappointed (laughs) in your choices they're just like judging it's like you're not really paying for anything but you know we're giving we're giving you our disappointment for free yeah they try Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, I do remember, um, and again, it's like, I sound so bitter about Christmas. And really, over the years, it's kind of changed. And I can look back. There are definitely some good memories. But generally speaking, a lot of my memories of Christmas are bad. But uh, I, I was working in a collectible shop which I've talked about, I think, on the last episode about, like, the Pipka Santas and the Pocket Dragons came from that, the, you know, mm-hmm. shop and a um, bunch of other stuff, like Beanie Babies and things like that that I had. Um, but they also, every year, would get in, like, a ton of these, like, German uh, hand-blown glass you know, ornaments that were like collectible, very expensive, you know, 50, 60, $70 fucking ornaments, hand painted, gorgeous pieces. And you'd always see families come in and oh, it's Christmas and we're going to pick out a new ornament for the tree, you know? And it, it would just be like, God, fuck you fucking happy people no. uh, buying fucking a hundred dollars worth of fucking, you know, two ornaments, you know, blown glass. But there were some really cool things that would come in, you know, every year they would have, Things yeah. that they would add, like a pickle. Like apparently that's a thing to put a pickle a on a pickle. tree. Yeah. Uh, I do remember one year, and I still wish. I really, really wish I had bought one or you know whatever because I got like an employee discount. You know, I could have bought one, but they had these gorgeous glass spider ornaments that people would put on their tree. It's like um, apparently a. Um, I I don't know. I part of me thinks that this like German company just made shit up. You know, to sell things. It's a tradition in this one town in Germany. Yeah, yeah. So one year it was it was spiders. We got a ton of spiders in, and they came with a story, which I think I've told maybe on the podcast before. I can't remember, but it was like, um, you know, when Jesus and uh, with Joseph and Mary and Jesus were like fleeing the. um, They were fleeing into Egypt. What is the what What is the part where they're killing all the firstborn sons? Yeah, and then they're they're so they're fleeing to Egypt. Okay, so it's that story, and Jesus and Mary and Joseph like run into a cave, and there's a spider in the cave that recognizes the Christ Child, the Messiah. And it quickly builds a web over the cave. So it's like, nobody's hiding in here. Look, there's a spider web. So it was this whole story about that, which is, part of me is like, that's kind of a cool story. I, I thought you were going to say, like, and then the, the spider recognized it and then, you know, put, like, did the web and it was Charlotte and it's right. some pig. <laughs> exactly. Nobody hiding out in this cave. <laughs> Jesus. No. <laughs> Don't know him, not at all. But it was like stuff like that. So it would be these things that people would come in and ooh and ah and cry. And, you know, I mean, this is a small town. This was like when I lived in Lebanon, Ohio. Lots of Christians, lots of Southern Baptists and stuff like that who would just get all verklempt over these sorts of stories and buy pickles and spiders to put on their trees to honor, you know, Jeebus. Uh, Jeebus birthday. (laughs) But I, you know, also at the same time, it's like there's part of me that's like bitter, but also like, oh, you know, I kind of, you know, yeah, of course you wish that you would have like that kind of. I I think if I was to do Christmas in a way, um, I would love to do like, you know, something. um, There are people who take it to an extreme, right? Where it's just like every year they buy ornaments specifically for a theme. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. No, that's too much. I think what I would do is like, you know, I'd buy. I would do something that's like, you know, what was the theme for the year or, you know, something like that. But um, the hotel I used to work for, uh, they release a, uh, they they have an annual ornament that they always release for people to buy. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that when I do have my own tree, I would want to like get one of those ornaments every year. Because they're just, they're usually pretty nice and... 
You yeah, know? just something like a collectible. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel like about Middle of the Beyond or um, horror naments. <laughs> I gotta be careful how you say that. Horror naments. <laughs> horror naments. Um, <laughs> which I have a few of those, like the Grim Reaper oh, and Krampus. I, oh, I thought you were talking about like like dildos or something. No, like that. no, that's why it's like horror naments. Horror naments. <laughs> Horrornaments. Um <laughs> That's too many syllables. Anyways, uh, I would usually try to buy like one thing from them each year uh, just to add something to the tree. So mm-hmm. like I said, this year was the Elvira ornament, uh, which were buy one, get one free. So I have an extra one that I'm trying to figure out. I'm probably going to take it and like hang it in an office or something just year round. Just my little like creepy skull bat thing. Uh, yeah. So it, it is kind of cool. Like we built that sort of tradition now where it is kind of fun to like unpack, you know, the ornaments and put sure. them out and you know, the tree kind of features and every year like deciding where we're going to place them. So it's not like exactly the same mm-hmm. and you kind of have to look around. Cause that's what I love about my tree is just as people like are looking at it, they're like, what the fuck is that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> that just makes me happy. What's this? What's this? Exactly. There's something very wrong. <laughs> makes me very happy. Nice. Anyways. All right. Well, that's enough of that. We will take a quick break and be back to discuss Christmas, bloody Christmas. All right, welcome back. So this week we are uh, wrapping up our holiday 2022 holiday Mm -hmm. horror uh, stuff, whatever, episodes. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm using all my words today. Uh, I love this uh, film we're going to discuss, Christmas Bloody Christmas, brand new, 2022. Just came out like a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago by the time this airs. I think it was released December 9th. On, what was it? We watched on Shudder. We watched it on Shudder, yeah. Yeah, and the cool thing is is that this was a pick by Joe. Joe picked this. Yeah, I read. You did. You you did some reading. I did some reading. In the Fangoria. Uh, yeah, it was the Fangoria newsletter. Uh, they posted that, like, you know, this is coming out this weekend. You should watch it, or it's out now. And I was like, well, we're doing, you know, we're doing this. Uh, so I, I wrote up my proposal to the dean of Fright School, and I said, we should watch this. And, you know, it was uh, denied until Joshua represented it as his own um, idea. And then... Right. Which I'm now giving you credit for on air. Because yes. I'm apparently an idiot about stealing credit. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I am glad that you chose it, though, because it, it, it's kind of fun. So we started off with a uh, a story, Violent Night, about the real, quote-unquote, real Santa Claus mm-hmm. doing magic, saving a family, being held hostage. Then we watched a film about a deranged guy in a Santa Claus suit. Mm-hmm. And now we're watching a film about Terminator Claus. And yes. I fucking love that. You know, so we got a robot. We got a T2 and a Santa skin. I mean, come on, or whatever. T2, T1000. That's what I meant yes. to say. Whatever. Um, or no, is T1000 the melty guy? 
Oh, that I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know. I've actually that. never seen any of the Terminators. Yeah. I have, but this is, yeah, this isn't, I'm already off the, re- the point is it's a robot, a robot, <laughs> military grade robot Santa Claus that is, uh, been put out onto the market for people to enjoy. And guess yeah. what? There's a recall. There's a recall because they're going haywire murder, murdering everybody. Yeah. Uh, we got this written and directed by Joe. Begos, Begos, B-E-G-O-S, starring uh, delightful Riley Dandy, Sam Delich, delicious, uh, rocking a great mullet. Another thing that this has in common with our last film, Deadly Games. Love a mullet. Love a mullet at Christmas time, apparently. You know, he could have put some like little lights in it or something, you know, just went all out. Uh, and Jonah Ray, I'd, is that the... Is that the uh, Santa Claus? Jonah no. Ray? No, Jonah Ray's, uh, I think he's it's the... Jay. Plays Jay. He's the, the guy who buys the record for his wife. Oh, maybe. Uh, we got Jeff Daniel Phillips as Sheriff Monroe, recently seen as uh, Herman Munster in The Munsters, uh, Rob Zombie, and he's also part of the Rob Zombie cinematic universe. He's been in a, a few things. I the think RCCU. <laughs> Whatever, there we go. Uh, yeah, because he was in Halloween 2, he was in Lords of Salem, he was in 31, he was mm-hmm. in 3 from Hell. Um uh, Oh, I forget that he was in Satanic Panic, too. He was the um, Steve Larson. He was the, uh, what's her name's husband, I think? The, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is helpful. Shit, in the turban. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Anyway. Arden Marine. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. He, That's he, why he also looks familiar, because he, he has that awful mustache in it, too. Oh, yeah, he loves that mustache, uh, which is why he's kind of unrecognizable when he cuts it off and for the Munsters, you know? So, anyways, we got him in it, and then Abraham Ben Ruby playing the Santa, oh. the, the killer Santa Claus, and then some other people. <laughs> and, yeah. So that's that's where we're at. Uh, Joe, what did you think of Christmas, bloody Christmas? Oh, wow, was it fun? I'm sued by you two now. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, if they could put songs on my, uh, uh, my iPhone without my permission, I can, I can you can take it do off a now. parody. Do, I'm sure. you, you should, I, I, I tried it recently. My, I don't care. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was super fun. This is this is definitely a like group watchy movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The performances, like you know, there's not much dialogue once Santa starts doing his thing. That's true. Yeah, it does have a little bit of a, a build. Yeah, and just when you think it's over, it's not. It just keeps <laughs> that coming back. is true. It, it does keeps coming back and back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. It was fun to watch with you too. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really fucking ridiculous. It's not, it's not a great film. No. (laughs) By any means. Not that many of the, it's not a film. (laughs) Yes. It's not a film. Um, but it was, I thought it was fun. I love the conversation between, uh, the two, our two main characters, Tori, who owns like the coolest fucking like record media shop in the fucking world. It's covered in like neon paint and it's dark and weird. And she's got everything on vinyl VHS, tons of VHS. This is like total hipster punk rocker kind of vibe going on, but would never call herself a hipster. No, but they are very much very hipstery in a a lot of ways, I think. Uh, 
But regardless, it's still awesome. I don't care about, like, I don't necessarily think of hipster as, like, bad or good, I guess. It depends on how big of an asshole you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it gives me, like, hipster goth vibes. Sure. And, and I'm fine. I'm here for that. Uh, you know, people want to watch VHS? Great. Uh, or get things on cassette? Wonderful. Less in the trash, you know, yes. heaps of the world. Yes. Uh, anyway, so Tori and uh, Robbie, I really enjoyed like their banter, their back and forth. Even though like he's her employee, and there's plenty of like <laughs> dynamics in their relationship that's problematic. Um, but she seems to be—they're both active, willing participants. So yes, you know, it's a small town. Yes, who seduces who? Who seduces who? Exactly. Uh, but there, I love their whole conversation about um, you know music, and they get into a whole thing about sequel, like horror sequel. Uh, what you know, if they're good or better. She's like firmly like Pet Cemetery Two's better than Pet Cemetery. She's into the Blair Witch Project Part Two, Book of Shadows, I think it's called. Um, what else? She's like, oh, she's left Hellbound or Hell on Earth. Yeah, uh, Hellraiser, Hell on Earth. So there was some stuff. It's super aware of itself. I think it's very yeah. meta in a lot of ways. They talk about those musicians who cut their hair off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was a whole thing about um, like talking about. Metallica and Soundgarden, these like rockers who when they cut their hair, they make terrible music. And she tries to tie that to this supposed study about um, indigenous men who were like scouted by the military to like use them because apparently having long hair made them more like intuitive and better trackers and all this sure, stuff was sure. the whole thing. Um, I did, I did some research on that. So here's our, here's our lesson for today. Uh, at least from Snopes, this is a completely false story. Um, they can't find any evidence oh, that this actually exists. I've read the, these stories before and I've seen them out there. And when they were talking about it, I was like, Oh yeah, I have heard about that, but I never really looked it up. Cause whatever I have long hair. I feel very intuitive. So I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I was just like, "Hey, that tracks for me." Confirmation bias. I'm just going to keep it moving. But I decided to look it up, and so apparently, the only like source for this information is like some woman who was married to a veterans affair medical hospital psychologist. Um, he told her about some top secret story that the military was using scouts on Native uh, American reservations uh, for the Vietnam War. But once they cut all their hair off, they lost their uh, abilities. They're like supernatural abilities. So, And then uh, after extensive tests, the flowing hair uh, was an essential component of those skills. It's all coming from Snopes. Um, there were there. I mean, and this is like the story behind this is really broad. Like they're like, uh, or is really detailed. So yeah. it's like they would take one guy out and put him in the woods with his long hair, and he'd have to camp there. And then, like while he was sleeping, they would like send an enemy in, quote unquote. And the guys with the long hair would like wake up and realize somebody was around and get out of there really fast. And so they weren't caught, but the guys that had their hair cut off that were also indigenous, um, tri- you know, men from pulled from tribal reservations, uh, the ones that had their hair cut off were caught and did not have this ability oh, to wake. Or they would test them and then cut their hair off and all the things that they, they would lose, all the, all the stuff. So this is very like one of those like myths that's out there, that there's something special 
about long hair and that it makes you more perceptive and you have this like sixth sense because of your hair. Uh, but again, this is apparently Snopes has completely debunked at least that of it, the, the story that this is something from the U.S. military. Um, there is, so Native American writer and creator of the blog Native Skeptic, Noah Nez, Noah Ne, N-E-Z, um, I think, yeah, nay would be, that's, um, well, that's French for nose. Um, but Nez uh, wrote on a post for the Center for Inquiry, hair plays an important role in many tribes' religious beliefs, uh, but those views have often been co-opted by New Age movements. Um, Though Native American legends and belief systems do incorporate terms for the supernatural, they do not use phrases found in New Age mysticism like aura or sixth sense. Uh, while there might be some variability in the details regarding the reasons for long hair from tribe to tribe, there's one major component one major component that has remained consistent. Long hair has never been about aesthetics, but is instead a religious concern. Uh, so the fanciful tale relies on the unsourced and unverifiable claim from a website that frequently peddles highly shareable stories having little to no scientific legitimacy. So it appears that the tale of long-haired Native American scouts in the Vietnam belongs to that genre. Not a single piece of historical evidence supports the claims um, of this woman. No scientific hmm. evidence holds up to any level of scrutiny supports the idea of heightened intuition resulting from longer hair. So there we go for that. That's your lesson. That's your fright school moment from this film uh, when she's talking about that. And, you know. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, here's the thing. You know, rockers get old. Sometimes their music goes to shit. And doesn't matter if they cut their hair or not. <laughs> there are plenty of old guys with long hair that are not writing as good a music as they did in their teens and 20s. But that might just be the function of art. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, when you're young, you know, your life's more rich with inspiration, I mm -hmm. guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can't really, and I'm not a huge Metallica fan. Uh, although I did, I, I do sometimes find myself, I like their um, album Saint Anger, which everybody hated. So I don't know. I, my tastes are weird. Yeah. Uh, as evidenced by 200 and some episodes of this show. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so there we go. That's your little uh, moment today. If you watch this movie and you're like, oh, wow, long hair, blah, blah, blah. Don't believe it. Do some research. Yeah. Look it up. Anyway, so moving on. Um, let's see. So apparently this movie was pitched because he wanted to do a remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um and they, whoever was in charge of that, said no to this idea. So uh, he just kept developing it until he got his own robot Santa movie. With an axe still? With an axe, yeah. It is very, yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night versus The Terminator. <laughs> That's what this, this definitely feels like that. Uh, also a little bit of... Um, like the Chucky, the remake of Child's yeah. Play was sort of a, you know, out of control. And now Megan is coming. Like, we love robots gone haywire. Chopping yeah. Mall kind of reminds me of that, you know, with the security robots in Chopping Mall. I don't know why I'm saying that. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe next year we'll, we'll watch Chopping Mall. Uh, it's delightful. We should do a whole series in the mall, like Day, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. You know, we should just do it. Just do a whole bunch of things about horror taking place inside of a mall. Uh, but season three of Stranger Things. Right, there we go. 
Uh, yeah, that's true. It is very much that. Uh, let's see. What else did we write? This, I mean, the movie is... This is kind. Of, this was a really fun watch. I yeah. definitely agree. I'm going to put it it's, on the list. It's Christmas break. Yeah. Where it, you know, we're not, we're not trying to like hit you over the head with all this stuff right, <laughs> right before the holiday. Right. Uh, but I do. But it was fun. Uh, again, the um, what they have a whole conversation about a Christmas story. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Bob which, Clark. Which was super cool because she was like, oh, if you're going to watch a Bob Clark Christmas movie, watch Black Christmas. I was like, yes! That made me super happy. But then they start talking about Blumhouse, the Blumhouse Christmas. Yeah, because he's, oh, Blumhouse, and she's like, fuck off, uh, which I love. It's like, yeah, don't fuck this guy yeah. if he doesn't know about a OG Black Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and then she doesn't fuck him, but she lets him do her real good for a while. Yeah. Uh, with this. Which that scene was really intense. It really was. Yeah. I was trying to think like, it's not often in horror films that like the woman's pleasure is like center. Cause it's a whole thing. Like where he's, they have a whole conversation about it and that he like, you know, he knows how to, you know, do the, um, what did you say? The cunnilingus. Like. Yeah. He knows how to lay it. He knows how to lay it down. Yeah. He keeps like bragging about it. And so of course we get, there's like a big, you know, moment in the film where it's all about that. Although it's interspliced with the robot Santa killing a family, uh, killing a child. Well, no, I guess that does happen after. Cause she witnesses that yes. after she, she leaves, but it's very intense. I was just like, well, go her, look at her. Yeah. And then she just gets up. It's like, all right, well, fuck you. I'm yeah. going to go get a drink. They did that thing <laughs> that, like, honestly is really kind of hot where, like, she didn't take her panties off. Right. She yeah, just it moved so it to the side. And I was just like, side, yeah. oh. Yeah, I was like, this is very, very uh, charged. Yeah. Uh, this whole moment. <laughs> it's very charged. And then meanwhile, you know, you've got the music blaring and then the killer Santa Claus murdering everybody while this is going on. But I just thought, I thought that was sort yeah. of interesting. Uh, she's very much in like a power role throughout the film. Oh, like yeah. She's, she's yeah. Uh, uh, Tor- Tori uh, she is in charge her pleasure is front and center it happens like she's the one she's the first one to make uh, she makes the first move like she you know they take a shot and then she just like pounces on him kisses him um, she also is like you know yeah we're not having sex we're just you know we're gonna have a drink but we're not gonna fuck yeah and yeah. then they don't. They end up, you know, they didn't. Well, of course, they gets interrupted by yeah. Santa. Yes. Uh, Terminator Claus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Coitus Interruptus Santa Claus Terminator. Roboticus. Yeah, Santa um, Claus Roboticus. <laughs> but it made me wonder because I've actually never sat down and watched a Christmas story from beginning to end. Have you ever seen that movie? I have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually watched it for the first time in 2020. Oh uh, wow! Okay. Yeah, my ex was just like, you know, it it's a it's a movie that he watches every year. So oh, okay, I remember going to like visit people, like my aunts and stuff, like at the holidays, or we go to people's house, and that movie was on like 24 seven. Doesn't well, one of the channels TBS? Just, okay, TBS. They just TNT, run it. I think they just put it on 20. It's 24 hours of a Christmas story. On Christmas Day, on Christmas, Christmas Day. Eve. Oh, okay, I just feel like growing up, it was always like in the background at this time of year, and I have probably seen the whole movie, but not all at once. It, yes, and you I've know never the paid different, attention to it. So you know I, the different beats of it. And, yeah, and of course, so much of it is out in pop culture, like we've discussed before. Like you know, you shoot your eye out or the tongue on mm-hmm. the the pole mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so there are there are things that I'm 
am aware of in the movie, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. So their whole conversation, their whole conversation about uh, a Christmas story. I was wondering about that. Cause I was like, you know, I wonder what Joe thinks about that movie. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? No, no. Okay. It's not like, you know, it's very, I wonder if it's another nostalgia thing. It's like a nostalgia thing. When you were a kid, maybe you don't care. No, I actually didn't watch it. I actually avoided it for many years because it commandeered like a channel's programming for a whole day. I'm like, who wants to watch this fucking shit? <laughs> like the Wizard of Oz at Easter time or whatever. Well, it's just like it's a. It's also like winter. Like you know, Christmas is not Christmas. Growing up is not a winter. It was not. There was no winter on Guam, right? So the last thing I wanted to do was watch like you know these people living in a you know talking about the good old days. I'm like, these aren't my good old days. Yeah, exactly. I don't have, this is so strange. Somebody is, um, sorry, a little behind the scenes, because uh, I have the Wikipedia page up so I can um, refer to the actors and stuff. And somebody is like editing it as we speak to fill in the the plot. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yesterday when I checked it, it was just like Robot Santa goes on, you know, it was like a really simple few lines. And now as I'm sitting here, it's like getting longer. <laughs> it's changing. Oh my gosh. It's finally happened. You're watching the internet be written. Right, yeah. But yeah, somebody's writing a full uh, thing. They're at the part where, um, oh, where, where Robbie gets it. So no, mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's got to savor that, like, that little moment that they had together for the rest of her life because his head gets split. Yeah, split. There's a lot of that. There's a curb stomp sequence with the father his head gets all squashed and then that guy there's lots of head wounds here and the couple right at the beginning when they're like having sex in the toy store which is just very perverse yeah uh, and just its own thing uh but he like splits the guy in half while like he's on top of her easily no behind her or behind her that's right yeah. that's right they're doing the whole like behind thing um doggy Little doggy style, I think they call it. Um, I think the most disturbing thing of the whole uh, movie was uh, references to Musty Dick. Oh, yeah. There was so much. We didn't need that. Yeah. There was lots of that kind of conversation. Like, these are very, you know, um, these people are very human. Very, 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 very free yes very real i felt like i did know them though like i do think that one of the strengths of this film is the beginning with the two of them they're very believable like i kind of buy their sort of the tension between them and the stuff that they're talking about and you know how they're kind of drinking and it's kind of it's very like this is a small town like Mm -hmm. everybody knows each other they're hanging out in their bar seeing people that they probably all went to high school with It, it has that kind of there's a richness to to some of that. Um, yeah. One of the reviews I read was like, um, it almost feels unscripted. I think we even talked about that, yeah. that it felt like improv in a way that they were just, which I, I didn't mind. Cause no, were, not at all. Like, they were really natural. good. They were really talented. If it, if it was unscripted, they were just really talented at making it be like believable that we're just watching. Um, yeah. Uh, we're just beginning for sure. Yeah. And, well, in that first segment. Yeah, absolutely. It's it kind of it, you know to bring it back a little bit to um, Deadly Games. It kind of reminded me a little bit of that, where like in the beginning, you think that you're getting this one, you this kind of movie, and it's it's really jarring when like you know 
Père Noël comes in and kills the dog with the cake server. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's like, okay, now that the tone has shifted, everything, all bets are off. And so the same thing happens here where it's like, they're, even as like Santa has already killed two people, we don't, when it finally catches up with them or meets them, um, it becomes a completely different movie. And she also becomes like, it's a completely different person by the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And and she's put through the ringer. That's the other thing that this film does. That's kind of unusual to me. Is like usually, you know, if you're gonna have like a final girl and she's like a Ripley, like a um, sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like other like you know strong like fucking kick ass type. You know, she is. She's like a take no shit kind of woman. Yeah. Uh, you know, she loves to drink and loves to party, and she's pretty like tough. I think Ripley's a great vibe, a, you a know, great no, and uh, she's like fighting this Terminator creature and, you know, doing all this stuff, but she like gets really fucked up throughout, you know, and then her fucking fingers get chopped off. I was like, wow, this like really is putting her through it more than I think I've seen others, uh, which kind of also added a level of like, because sometimes when it's like you're, you're being chased by these unstoppable forces who are just like, sure cutting down every fucking body but this one person whoever it might be whoever the final character is manages to like come out unscathed outside of obviously like psychological trauma (laughs) see the Halloween series you know but this really put like she's got it all she's getting like deeply traumatized and she's all fucked up in in the body parts (laughs) her poor ankle yeah, gets all chopped up, and then her fingers. So it's it's brutal. It's a brutal film that's also really fun. It's like yeah, which I it's I don't even know how that happens because it is. I think it is the like the lighting of it all. Like we were talking about, yeah. it looked like bodies, um, bodies, bodies. Yeah, like bodies, bodies, bodies with all this like intense like purple and green like neon lights and pink and green and it, it just, in dark it very dark yeah and, and so it just kind of gave it this really nightmarish quality that's like you're kind of down a rabbit hole or kind of like also like the purge yeah um, anarchy yeah yes that's a good point yeah it definitely feels like it's pulling the lighting from that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of space so it just adds a really interesting quality to it so overall I really enjoyed it um it's there's also a real stupidity to it I feel like it really yeah. knows what it's what it is and that it's just like Christmas bloody Christmas I mean it's yeah. so direct like, this is what yeah. it is and like the the actors who are in it like improvisation or not they're actually they're very good um, hopefully they get more work in the future yeah our two leads so. are our Tori and our Robbie yeah 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 they they were fun and man Robbie was hot too like I, you were feeling him I yeah. was feeling him a lot I was like oh a little otter with a mullet and a mustache that all he wants to do is please. Sign me up. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas to Joe. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Eh, good times. I, I definitely recommend it. I'm going to add this. I, I'm, I feel like it's an embarrassment of riches this year with yeah. um, Christmas horror because I'd never seen Deadly Games. That was really fun yeah. for me. I enjoyed it. Uh, and so I'm definitely going to put that on next year's watch list uh, for, uh, you know, my Christmas Christmas party. Creepmas. This. Christmas. Violet Night? Uh, You're you're doing our whole December. I know. Basically, yeah, I am. I really, really think so. And if you're one of our uh, Patreon members, I guess, um, 
you know, spoiler alert, but also Die Hard I watched for the first time this year. So happy Christmas. That's a little spoiler for something to come. Yeah. Um, but I watched that for the first time and I would also add that. I don't know if I'd put that in the regular mix, but we'll talk about that over on Patreon. So yeah. don't, uh, so get over to Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so join us and, uh, thank you to our Patreon members. I, I'm so terrible about remembering to like, uh, it's cause we're also not like a video format to like put their yeah. names up and stuff, you know? So, <laughs> but we do really, really appreciate your support cause you are helping the, uh, podcast grow and you're helping us, uh, uh, do cool things to keep us to keep us in your earballs. So we appreciate you over there at Patreon, and please join us, join join the club. Uh, we have so much cool stuff on the horizon, uh, especially as we enter our new year, and you know, being on Geekscape, our new us, our new us. Is that what you said? Yes, our new year, our new us. <laughs> Yeah, new us. Um, All right. Well, again, there wasn't too much really to say about this movie, except it was bloody fun. There we go. Uh, Check it out. It's streaming on Shudder, which hopefully will stick around. I know there's all this conversation about what AMC is doing. And, you know, all the streaming services seem to be shifting and changing and making cuts and... Again, uh, there's only so much. Profits cannot grow forever. I We have to get out of this shit and just let creatives have space to be creative. Yeah. You motherfuckers. <sighs> I mean that to the executives yeah. in suits telling us all how oh to Oh my think. God, this is the last episode. <laughs> this is the last episode of uh, the, oh, year, the year, 2022. So we will be back. But you know what that means? You know what that means? What does that mean? We wish you a scary Christmas. We wish you a scary Christmas. We wish you a scary Christmas. And a year filled with fear. We never rehearse that, and it always just I know happens like it happens. Yeah. Anyways, uh, happy holidays to you, dear listener. I hope you get the things you want or you get to rest. Yes. If you do nothing. Rest. Rest, rest is resistance. <laughs> Sometimes. <Yes. laughs> Recharge. And uh, we will see you in the new year. Good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.